not quite sure how she discovered this, but one day, underneath the kitchen cabinet, she saw stickers. All these stickers. We're talking from bananas and apples and veggies, anything that had a sticker on it. Her kids, since childhood, secretly put all of those stickers underneath the kitchen cabinet, and she just discovered hundreds of them. I bet she was doing like a kitchen clean out, because I've done that. You'll take out the the drawer, and then you'll kind of dump it in the trash can to get all the <laughs> dust and everything that's collected. And then she's like, what in the world? Yeah. Do you remember, Rob, when you were little, peeling those off like bananas, the little I, stickers? I do today. Oh, I used to. Yeah, I do today. So, yeah, but you throw them away, don't you? Yeah, but yeah, these yeah. kids stuck them underneath the cabinet. Oh, yeah, sure. So here's what this mom did. This is super creative. Mm-hmm. She took every single one of them off the cabinet, put them in a Ziploc baggie, mailed all of them to her daughter. Well, yeah, because she was the culprit. <laughs> She's like, you collected them, you keep them. These are all yours now, sweetheart. Oh, my goodness. I used to go through the grocery store and peel them off. The bananas? No. I mean, it's not. That's against the law. It is not. That could have been a misdemeanor. There's no way, right? Yeah. Because I just see it. I was helping someone. Not you have were to helping deal with them. someone. I don't know. No. I just wanted them when I was a kid. And I would put them on my mom and she wouldn't know about it. And she'd walk around with Chiquita on her back or That's whatever. That's awesome. <laughs> that is. I love that. Oh. I love that. I wonder if there's ever anything that your kids have done and you found out later about it. Way past it was done like a few years or so. What's your story? 800-447-7234. Rob and Liz. His morning crew. Okay, what did your kids do that you found out about a whole lot later? It's Rob and Liz, his radio. Diane texted in 800-447-7234, and she said her girls at Christmas time, mom and dad would put their presents to the girls under the tree, and the girls would unwrap them. And wrap them back. No. Oh Tape and all, goodness. huh? <laughs> I, I feel like I know someone that did that, too. You? I she fifth. did it. I she did it. Okay, Betty's here. What was it for you, Betty? When my sister and brother and myself were real little, we wanted to play store. So we took the labels off of every canned good in there. <gasps> How did your mom figure out what was what? She didn't until she opened the can. The next get-together was a true potluck. Exactly. Robin Liz. His morning crew. Charles Dickens is one of my favorite authors of all time. Oliver Twist, A Christmas Carol, Great Expectations. Love all those books. So um, he passed away a good long time ago. There are letters that somebody has found that are going up for auction. Oh, really? Yeah. And these letters, I mean, they're handwritten. They're beautiful. They used to write so beautifully back in the day. Um, But, you know, they're to friends. Um, One of the letters, he's kind of complaining because... The Postal Service was talking about stopping delivering mail on a Sunday, on Sundays. And he was fit to be tied. He didn't like that, He did not like that at all. And so he wrote a letter, I guess, to the Postal Service and then was telling a friend about it. And he said, I told them that I love my neighbors, I love my friends here in this neighborhood. But if they stop delivering mail on Sunday, I'm out. I'm moving. And my neighbors... Moving? Yeah. He said, my neighbors won't miss me. Like, this is going to be a problem for everybody. (laughs) Because if I move, then the neighborhood's just going to go downhill. 
and I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he, what was, he was saying. What he was saying? Charles Dickens, really? It, well, I mean, All in his letter, huh? You know, I mean, I guess he, he had a little self-awareness about the fact that he was a pretty good writer. He was a pretty good author. People tended to like his stories. Um, I don't think they listened because they stopped delivering on Sunday. They kind of did. They were like, move. We don't care. <laughs> Rob and Liz. His morning crew. Deb's along with us at 800-447-7234. Don't worry, I can say it. <laughs> so Deb has something about Charles Dickens, if I understand this correctly. What's going on here, Deb? We were in Galveston, Texas, and we, uh, it was at Christmas time. Went to one of the mansions. His, I think it's his grandson was reading a Christmas story. They were selling the books, and so his son there, so it would be Charles Dickens' great-great-grandson, and his name was Oliver Twist. So I had him sign my book, and he's a five-year-old. So it was like a um, really cool memento that I have. And then I have everybody behind me is like, sign my book, too. Because I was the first one to have the little boy sign it. So it's like, <laughs> I think that is amazing. It was, it was pretty cool. It's like, oh, how awesome is this? <laughs> Rob and Liz, his morning crew. You have a kayak? You know, I don't. I, I asked for one at one point, like for Christmas or whatever. She but does expensive. have a birthday coming up. No, but I mean, they're expensive, especially the one I wanted, the translucent one that you can see. The see-through? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lower your priorities on that I one. I know. Your expectations but... <laughs> on that. Dwayne loves to kayak too, but I think he got a little bored of just kayaking. Oh, sure. Yeah. He, he So he decided, okay, I want to go on a Miss, the Missouri River and about 35 miles. He thought, I'm going to do this. And so he made his own boat. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, he found himself something to carve out his boat. He made his boat. He went down the Missouri River for 35.5 miles, which was great. That's a big task. Yeah, it is. He had his uh, kayak um, oars. Okay. You know? So, you know, the the paddle back and forth, the one-stick thing with the paddles on both sides. And he carved it out of his really big, gigantic, it was huge, it was gargantuan, it was gigantic in size. Um, a pumpkin, and he carved out a pumpkin, and he went down the Missouri River in a pumpkin. Did he? And did he, they float? He, and this one did, and he made a cup holder <laughs> inside well, of have, it. If you're kayaking <laughs> or pumpkining uh, for 35 miles, you gotta have something to drink. Yeah. Good. So, gr- Ew, the inside of a pumpkin is slimy. Yeah, and he's 60. He thought, I want to do something that's unusual. He, he set a world record doing this, so somebody else evidently went in a carved pumpkin down the Missouri River at one point. The way our brains work just blows my mind. Well, who would think, I'm going to carve out the middle of a pumpkin? Robin Liz, his morning crew. I feel so bad for Lucas. He wanted more than anything to have friends, maybe a girlfriend, start a family one day, but nobody would kind of hang out with him. Uh, and the, the issue was he has something called a bumblefoot. I've never heard of this. It's like an infection, right? Yeah, right. And it caused a deformity in his foot. And so someone found out that he was struggling and said, okay, we can help. We can make a like a prosthetic foot because he's going to have to lose this foot. So we can, we can uh, come in and do something about it. Lucas is a penguin, by the way. And none of the other penguins would hang out with him, have anything to do. When he came on the scene, they left. And that's terrible. But so uh, somebody came in, made this prosthetic foot, made it look exactly like his flippers. And now he has a girlfriend. 
And he has a bunch <laughs> That's of friends. Great. They're like, like that foot, dude. I like that thing. <laughs> Look at that. Robin Liz. His morning crew. Bruno. I love that guy's name. It's a Bruno. And Bruno owns an Italian restaurant in Italy. Great. And he also, just right up the road from his Italian restaurant in Italy, Bruno has built his own amusement park. Oh, how big is it? Like just in the backyard or? No, it's out in a forest just up the road. It's like in the woods in Italy. And he has welded together his own amusement rides. The guy's a welder. He taught himself. And he's 85 years old so, and still doing this. How, like roller coasters or is it just like? Kind of. So there's one roller coaster where you sit in a car by yourself and you go downhill oh, on okay. a little track. And I've so you strap yourself yeah. in and then you go down and it's really cool. He's got a pendulum. He has a, a walk-in centrifuge that's powered by bicycles. And he's 85. You can't tell because he is just... He's just sharp. Well, you know why? Because he's been working his whole life and thinking about uh, new amusement rides and he's keeping himself young. Well, he has 37 of them right now. He has 37 attractions? Yeah, go get yourself a a cannoli. And he goes, go on over to the amusement park. You'll love it. You'll love it. Go into the centrifuge. That's pretty good. It is. It's cool that he does that. No, I meant your accent. Me? Yeah. No. Yeah, it was good. I thought it sounded Hispanic. No. No? No, it sounded Italian. Did it sound yeah, like it Italian? Okay, yeah. well, I try. <laughs> Robin Liz. His morning crew. There's this guy who trains hawks, and cool. he has one that's called Pac-Man. That's his hawk. <laughs> Pac- yeah, exactly, Pac-Man. <laughs> and here's Pac-Man's role now, this one hawk. In San Francisco, their transit system, there is a lot of um, squirrels. And pigeons yeah. and stuff like that, specifically pigeons, it's a huge problem right now. There's so many of them, it's getting in the way of the transit system. And so they've hired this handler and his hawk named Pac-Man <laughs> to get rid of the problem. Well, and it the, makes sense. The hawk chases off the pigeons, and it's been working. And so he travels every day to a different train station in San Francisco so that the pigeons would be scared off because there's the presence of Pac-Man. Yeah. Well, the pigeons don't know, and and it's not like they can put down a garage door for the (laughs) transit authority. They can't do that. So there's no real way to keep them out other than, and I think it's ingenious, because a pigeon, believe me, does not want anything to do with a hawk because a hawk's like, "Mm, you look good today. Yeah, he's going (laughs) to Pac-Man all over those things. Robin Liz, his morning crew. Looks like Duncan is loving on some teachers today. It is Robin Liz, his radio. What is it? Free coffee and yeah. like a small donut or something like that? I think it's just free coffee from what I understand. Uh, but you can get iced or hot coffee. I'm not an iced fan, so I would get the hot one. But I know, I think, Ninja, you like um, you like cold coffee, don't you? Okay, okay. I thought you were the iced coffee girl, but uh, yeah, you can you can go if you're a teacher or uh, I think an administrator, you know, superintendent, you can get your... Why are they doing the donut? Coffee. I don't know. I think the donut and coffee would be awesome. It would be awesome. But they're appreciating teachers. They are. And they're also doing a thing where um, if you nominate a teacher... There are a couple of teachers that can win free coffee for an entire year. A whole year's worth of Dunkin' Donut coffee. Yeah. I'm sorry, they're Dunkin' now. They dropped just... the donut. Even though they still have donuts, they dropped the donut. I know, it doesn't make sense. Well, they have the other stuff. 
Oh, they do. I mean, they have like breakfast sandwiches and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. Get hungry. I am kind of too. <laughs> but we're not teachers, so we can't get a free coffee. But if you are a teacher, go get your Dunkin' on, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But I'm still hungry. That does not change the fact. Robin Liz, his morning crew. I don't know if you know anybody who's looking for a pair of cats, but these two are up for adoption. It's Robin Liz, his radio. It happens to be Spencer and Jin. That is the cats. They've been together for quite some time. As a matter of fact, sadly, their human passed away. Mm-hmm. But they're living in a home and they're doing okay, but they need an adoption. They're free, by the way. Oh, yeah, they're free. They're free. Actually, let me take that back. <laughs> they're not free. But if you adopt them for the fee that they have, you'll be able to get the house for free that they've been living in with their human. Yeah, so it's almost like you're paying for the house and getting the cats or paying for the cats and getting the house. Well, they say the adoption fee is $285,000. The home comes for free. Yeah. And from what I understand, it's a fairly nice house. I think it's like a two-bedroom home, and it's got a bonus bathroom and a shower and a big backyard because the cats need all the play space. But mm-hmm. um, their owner, I guess, left it in the will that this is the way it needed to happen. And so the money that's raised is going to go to the Humane Society that's been taking care that's good. of the cats. So I like, I kind of like the way that the, the owner set it all up. Take care of my cats, and I'm going to take care of the Humane Society. And then you get a home. Exactly. For $285,000. So everybody's taken care of. Bada boom.